This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Remember the repeats of the program, ladies and gentlemen. If you can't be here for Kelly Arumi at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv or catch the first edition of us on AMI-audio at 4 p.m., it's 10 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv and on AMI-audio. We like to try to make things nice and simple. So check out the show, whether it's live or in repeat on the networks. Appreciate your time always, wherever you're checking us out, listening in around the world, maybe through Radio Player Canada or OO Tunes. Thanks a lot. Always glad to have you on board. Chimed in over there at uh, AMI Audio. Ramya Muthan, she's at the studio in Toronto. Kelly McDonald here at the Home Studio in London, Ontario at the, quote, home studio, unquote, out in Vancouver. Let's welcome in producer Grant Hardy. Hey, I'm Grant Hardy, and welcome to the Headlines segment. I tackle everything from health and lifestyle to accessibility and tech. I have it all right here on Kelly and Ramia. The unfortunate thing about being me, ladies and gentlemen, and unfortunately for you, I'll carry that darn quote studio unquote like a dog running with a bone mm. that uh, he, they can't get away from him. Welcome back, Grant. How are you, pal? Hey, folks, happy Wednesday. I hope all is well as I come in from my beautiful home studio here in Vancouver. And I thought we'd start by talking about... I won't uh, pick up on that one. I will not say from <laughs> from his beautiful home. So good try. Okay. All right. It's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. Um, hey, listen, I thought we'd start by talking about AI deepfakes because I saw a really interesting uh, yes. article that was uh, talking about fake content. So apparently a lot of Canadian celebrities, everyone from TV chef Ma- uh, Mary Berg, crooner Michael Bublé, comedian Rick Mercer, and hockey megastar Sidney Crosby, uh, they've had content pop up where apparently they're either you know, let's say getting arrested or they're revealing their financial secrets to success until the Bank of Canada tried to stop them. Well, of course, none of those (laughs) things are actually true, but they are created by AI. So they pop up on social media. They link you to a source that apparently looks somewhat legit uh, and people are getting fooled. Uh, Add that to the situation with deep fake Photos, for example, uh, there were some uh, explicit photos using Taylor Swift's uh, likeness that came out uh, about a week ago, generated by AI. And the fact that, as the article points out, there really is no way just by the content alone to detect these deep fakes in case if you, in fact, if you develop such content, it would literally just tell the scammers how to avoid deep fake detection uh, and it creates a very interesting situation also creates an unlevel playing field for example for a random woman who has deep fakes images of her leaked on social media i don't mean a random woman but a member of the public a non-celebrity uh oftentimes they're finding that the police don't care on the other hand, for somebody like Taylor Swift, uh, the X apparently actually blocked searches for the name Taylor Swift while they were taking down at least some of that content. Also, experts are talking about 
the laws being difficult to catch up? And is it even worth pursuing this kind of thing legally in Canada? Because we have not apparently followed the U.S. on legislation for deepfakes. There are a few tools, mostly civil laws uh, related to basically misappropriation of your personality or likeness that can be used, but it's very difficult. Curious about Mm -hmm. your thoughts on this. A lot of people, we don't really know what effect AI will have, Mm. but on one end, some people see it as a gift, literally. On the other hand, some people see it as, you know, bringing on the apocalypse or sort of 1984 style. I'm a little more in that camp just Mm. because I'm depressed about thinking of a world where we don't know what's real or what's not. I think people kind of struggle with media literacy as it is and determining what content is real, what content is fake. We already deal with a lot of interference in our elections and stuff like that. And I'm just finding it really difficult to accept that people are actually using AI to communicate everywhere from dating sites to Facebook groups to basically do their writing. I have to kind of just accept this the way of the world. And I'm really, really struggling with that. Plus all the deep fake images and sound. And, you know, you can really create legit looking sources. Curious Mm. if you guys have any thoughts. I I, mean, yeah, always. Go on. I kind of just really, as a person more observes from what I hear, just from from really this side, I I don't know what I've witnessed personally online that would be a deep fake unless, uh, you know, I heard about it. No, I'm trying to search that out. It's one of the things that, Yes, we can do so much, and because we've gotten so good and it can be so real, it it takes it in that realm of what happened to the days of comedy where people mimicked, imitated people, posted things they were doing as as an imitation of someone. Because this is so far and you can become where you are totally deceiving people. It's one thing for somebody to get up there, a comic, and imitate somebody. And, you know, you do it on TV, you do it so... And sometimes you say, oh, my God, is that really? Oh, no. And maybe there's a definite thing that says, oh, no, that's not. That's so-and-so who's really good at imitating that celebrity, that political figure. You don't buy into it. it. There's almost that little watermark that says, you know, imitation, fake, whatever, because it's not meant. It's meant as, as for humor. So I don't really know what goes on in that aspect. I do know that with deep fakes, the intention is to totally fool, totally mislead people in a lot of cases. But when you started hearing about it originally, you thought, wow, comics could have so much fun with it, or creators could really do some funny things with it before the notorious stuff run. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like, it's a tool, uh, and you can use that tool for it, particularly talking about deep fakes and such here, okay, this kind of avenue. I feel like you can use this um, tool for good and for evil. So it's really not about the tool, I guess, unless we're talking about how quickly it's being used, becoming used, how real it's getting, where we cannot identify uh, the, the deep fakes as being deep fakes anymore. It's just so good, the quality of the tool. But and it's growing so fast. So that part of it, okay, we'll put aside. But the other part of it is just the morality. You know, the, the question is of our ethics and moral compass, and we can easily and so quickly, like in real time, be entertained. You know, as soon as there's an actual story uh, that comes out, there's the deep fake and the memes and the, the entertainment side of it. And that's not new. Like, we're not new to this. It's just that now we're like, wow, this is so real. I cannot tell if it's uh, a deep fake or not. But the, the entertainment side of it is kind of a known. It's a given. I think the the hard part is the 
to digest is, um, you know, how much do we have to be at arm's length with all the content now, kind of like a scam, where we're saying, mm -hmm. okay, everything I'm finding on the internet, I cannot trust. How do we get to that point where we can trust the information that we're getting and say, this is AI, this is not, or this yeah, is this real is news, credible. this is fake. Yeah, like yeah, we, right, we can't right. just trust the sources anymore. There is no such thing. Like everything can be real or can be fake. It's that yeah, confusing. Well, exactly. I, and and, and I one of the worst things, Grant, is simply that people can't buy in, as Rum's saying, but there are people who still get caught. So even if they're taking things down, Getting blocking fewer and fewer it on though. X, yeah, yeah, but they're still, when you run these scams, the scammers know we may only get one person, one senior out of 50 of them that falls for this, but that's enough for it to be worthwhile for us. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. Oh. And that's, that's where you just got to figure it out. Same with the deep fakes. You know, maybe most people say, oh, that's ridiculous. That person wouldn't be saying, ha, ha, That's right. Ha, Some of it foolish. is blatantly obvious. Well, Others are not. Yeah, exactly. Right. And in the, in the case of AI, it's, hey, if you can only get one person, one senior, we still have traditionally had to call or contact a bunch of seniors and take the time to run the scam. But now with AI, it can pretty much just continue to generate itself, yeah. you know, as long yeah. as you have those resources. So, yeah, really scary stuff. I know I always... Uh, I always just felt stupid communicating with somebody and then finding out that I'm talking to a, a bot because it takes yeah. sort of a while oh, to gosh. register it, but you can you can eventually figure it out. Yeah, scary stuff. Uh, so we're talking next uh, little uh, change here from AI to medicine. Oh, maybe AI is going to help more with medicine <laughs> in the future. But today we're talking about uh, how to find a family doctor because over a million people in BC don't have one currently and where you can go if you don't have a family doctor. So um, the, uh, they have some tips for finding a family doctor, which they do say is better if you can. And I'll emphasize if you have a doctor you trust who isn't, you know, let's say dealing with ableism or other issues like that. Uh, registering for a family doctor or nurse practitioner uh, at the registry, Health Connect registry, checking with your local division of family practice, visit uh, the Pathways Medical Care Directory, or just ask family and friends who are accepting new patients, check with your neighborhood clinics to see if they have wait lists. If you still don't have a family doctor, then there are a couple of options. There is the uh, nurse line at 811, at least in British Columbia, which is a little bit better, at least than Dr. Google, although they are still quite limited in terms of what they can talk, uh, talk to you about. Uh, clinics now are getting to the point where you can't really walk in. You, you do have to make an appointment in advance. There also are these things called urgent care centers, which are not like emergency rooms, but they are there to treat patients who need to be treated within less than 24 hours. And if all else fails, you can expect a long wait at the emergency room where everybody is triaged. So if you go in there for a minor uh, injury and are waiting for treatment, you can expect to wait a, a very long time. Oh, and last but not least, pharmacists. Apparently, pharmacists are being given more power to prescribe uh, medication for minor yeah. ailments. So that is another option that you can consider. Any tips on navigating the healthcare system from either of you? Uh, 
don't know. <laughs> just throw up our know. hands and, yeah, you know. Yeah, just deal. Like, it's so tough, Grant, because um, and for years, I can attest to not having had a regular family physician, just taking the... the um, resources where I can. When I was in school, there was always someone on site, right? Like a walk-in. Uh, and then when I left school, I was like, what do I do now? Okay, just a regular kind of neighborhood walk-in. And the thing is, like, you have to know what is available to you. And I think that's the biggest tip I can honestly offer is to just look around, search, Google. You don't, sometimes you're not even aware of what is actually offered around you. Um, even clinics that function as family physicians where you, you you need to be like an actual patient of the doctor sometimes have hours where they are walking and will take anybody um, who needs anything. So Exactly. That's a, absolutely a valid point. Mm -hmm. Also, it, it just wanted to mention it's interesting how these things always sort of affect the marginalized communities the most, Obviously, right? Because if yeah. you know, people, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people can, you know, be like, you know, I found a doctor that's uh, pretty good drive away and it's kind of inconvenient, but I trust them. At least I can sort of get there when get I have there. to. Not, not everybody has that mm -hmm. option. Kelly, any tips on what's worked for you or not worked for you in terms of uh, navigating the healthcare system? I've always been lucky. I've always had a doctor. Even when I worked in Toronto and London, uh, I was able to find. But it's a so, such a different animal. The search went out now and, and to do that. But there were those times because doctors will only do so much, spend so much time with you, right. uh, talk about only so many subjects that you, you scratch your head and say, was I better just making friends and getting to be known at my neighborhood clinic? Yeah, and you do wonder about that, or or going to the hospital. How quick am I going to get service, get the problem solved, until they get to the point where they say, "Okay, well, you can do follow up with your doctor." Oh, yeah, okay. I don't have one. Yeah, right and why? And we, there are so many people in this country that don't have governments see it as an epidemic. Help out? How? Don't know when the other things are more attractive, whether it's the private industry or the United States to go to as as a doctor. So. Grant, wonderful stuff as usual. Great stuff to discuss and put out on the table today. Thanks, folks. Grant Hardy, he joins us for headlines. We do this on Mondays, Wednesdays, sometimes on Tuesdays, Fridays, Thursdays, whenever we might need a whole field. We call upon Grant, and he joins us. Uh, folks, we've got a lot of program ahead. Thanks for being with us and settling in. Up next, during our TV talk today, Greg David features the Canadian version of the Japanese show, old enough following toddlers through childhood development that's ahead in two minutes stick around and learn something new kelly and ramya return with more in a moment the walrus is canada's conversation and you're invited to take part Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.